Yes, yes, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to Dangerous Misinformation, the number one source in the world for dangerous misinformation. I'm your humble narrator, Rodney Smith. You might know me as Lord Petty. Find me on all the socials, at Lord Petty. Thank you for being here, however you got here. I'm kind of curious how you did get here, so if you want to take the time to let me know how you got here, uh, I'd appreciate that. Send me an email, lordpettypodcast at gmail.com, or send me a DM. I'm kind of staying off Instagram right now because I am boycotting DM. Uh, DM. I'm boycotting Instagram because I've been going back and forth with them for literally weeks now about a post that got deleted. I talked about it in previous episodes. I'm not going to talk about it too much. About how uh, you're not allowed to say anything about Hunter Biden, I guess. And I'm just, I'm so over politics, dude. Like, I just really don't give a fuck anymore. Um, I don't care. I mean, obviously, they can put a guy with dementia in the White House and the world is still standing. So why do we care? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you vote. I mean, I the, the, the two times I did vote for Trump, uh, I guess I only voted for him once because the first election I didn't vote at all. Um. I, I was one of those people where I thought Trump was, I thought Trump was going to cause everything that Biden has caused. I was one of those people, but then I was sitting at home one day during the pandemic, um, and I really did an internal reflection and realized I'm a dumbass and I'm eating up. I'm just, I'm just gobbling up all the propaganda. Of course, the lizard people and the powerful entities at B are not going to like the guy that's exposing them for being scum. And so all of us under the uh, watchful thumbprint of the mainstream media and our beloved government, you know, because when has government ever done anything bad, you know? All we ever learn about in school is about how fucked up the government was 50 years ago and how pointless the wars, wars were 50 years ago. And then in the present time, now the progressives want to talk about, like, what happened to the progressives, you know, uh, hounding soldiers coming home from war talking <laughs> It's one or the other with them, dude. It's so fucked up if you ever see those old clips of the hippies going at the drafted Vietnam soldiers. Here you got a bunch of blue-collar kids coming from, you know, not-so-great homes that don't have the ability to go to college, and they get drafted to go to Vietnam and go fight some, some bush war that they didn't even know where it was on the map until this shit broke out. And then they come home, and they're getting just spit on by these college hippies. Um, pretty shameful shit, dude. We talk about shameful things in this nation. Uh, that is one thing we don't talk about enough. I think that is up there. I think the demonization of USGIs during the Vietnam War, uh, they were drafted. They didn't have a chance. It's either the government. I mean, look, look at like Muhammad Ali and Jimi Hendrix and shit at the time. You know, they, they went and got jailed. So it's either go get jailed or lined up against the wall and shot or what it may be, or you go fight in some bush war. And then these poor guys came home and they were just getting spit on by the public. I'm like, oh, you're baby killers, this and that. It's like, well, they didn't want to be there either. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, let's go. Let's find a middle ground. Let's not demonize the people getting sucked into the shitty wars and let's just avoid the wars. Where... <laughs> How controversial is that, you know? And what's the coincidence that Hunter Biden was selling U.S. favors to Ukraine and then a year later were... Uh... Anyways, dude, I don't care about politics anymore. I don't give a fuck. Uh, it is what it is. I'm just going to do what I'm doing. I'm going to try my hardest to just keep doing what I'm doing because I made a promise. I made a promise to myself, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. I got a uh, very... One second. 
okay, I got to make myself a little note here. Uh, because I got very sick. So I, I went out of town. I went to, uh, God, where did all that go? I forget even where I went. God, I'm getting old. Where did I go? I went to Canada. I went somewhere before that. Oh, I was in Seattle. Then I went right to Canada. And then I went uh, on the road for like three weeks to a bunch of different states. And I came back and, if, you know, I've talked about it kind of before, but I, I've, I deal with this autoimmune disorder and it's kind of, um, I hate even bringing it up and it's hard for me to ever really bring it up because people don't understand the severity of it. Like they don't understand. It's like literally like a, a, a crippling thing. And, um, you know, because you look at me and I, I look healthy, you know what I mean? So that's, that's the thing. Like if somebody's dealing with the, then you tell somebody, yeah, I'm dealing with a chronic illness. Then they have, you know, they hop on Google for two minutes. They're like, oh, all you got to do is this. Okay, dude, this is something I've been dealing with for three years. You think I don't know that? Um, but anyways, so what it causes, and I, my pain tolerance is very, very, very high. Okay. But what it does is it basically just causes, you know, when you, you, you sprain an ankle or something like that, right? It gets really inflamed and then it hurts like hell to use that ankle or whatever joint it may be. And so my immune system, something's fucked up in my body, so it'll attack my joints and it'll, it'll basically feels like a sprain and it'll happen in a bunch of places. And what happened is, so I was on the road for a really long time travel, and I came home and it started getting really bad towards the end on the road too, but I was just kind of dealing with it. But then I got home and then one day I just like couldn't fucking move. And I don't know if it's because I was smoking a bunch of cigarettes on the road or whatever, whatever it was, like the disease activity just completely, there was like a week and it was annoying because I was telling my mom, you know, she'd be like, oh, are you, what are you doing? I was like, dude, I'm like, I, I can't get out of bed. Like I'm literally just laying there. Like I'm thinking I'm fucking dying. I'm like waiting for this inflammation to go into my organ. It's basically like, you know. I don't know. See, I don't even like really talking about it, right? But the point is, is that I made a deal. I remember laying there and like I just couldn't move. Like it sounds dramatic and uh, nobody, you just hear like, uh, but I, I literally like I couldn't, I mean, there's times where I, I couldn't, um, like I couldn't open up the, the, the cap of a water bottle. Like my, my hands hurt that bad and like my, my feet weren't working and shit like that. Like it got really bad. And so what I've been doing is I just completely gut it. Like I stopped eating bread completely. I think it all just comes back to gut health. And I think I've had a, a, a gut, I started having gut issues when I was around 21. I just kept dealing with it and drinking booze on top of it and eating unhealthy and doing all this bad shit to myself. And I think after a while, it kind of set my immune system into overdrive. And I was going through, you know, shitty time, my, you know, getting laid off work, just getting like cheated on and stuff like it was just like my my whole my body just fucking shut down and just got sick and then I've been just been kind of getting it trying to get it back but long story short so I, I made a uh, I was sitting there basically just disabled and I was just like talking to God you know I was like dude I <laughs> I didn't address God as dude but that was my internal dialogue I was saying if I any second this is so terrible that I would trade anything to make this pain go away and have my health back. And if I get better again, I will spend every waking second of my day where I'm not in pain doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing and trying to do something positive in the world and following my dreams. 
And I made myself and the universe that problem, right? And so slowly over time, after being very disciplined with what I'm eating and going to the gym and just pushing through this pain and just trying to rid myself of all this inflammation. And I think yes, yesterday was the first day where I didn't eat any, where I didn't take any sort of uh, medication, no steroids, no like Motrin, no anything. And right now, like I feel, you know, knock on wood, we'll keep it going. But like right now, like I have zero pains in my body and it's, it's miraculous. Um, yeah, but so uh, that's why I'm going to try to just do one of the... I'm just, just fucking working, dude. I mean, it just is what it is. I, I don't know. Regardless, point is, regardless who's in office, what the circumstances are, how much pain I'm in, I don't care. I'm just going to keep going, bro, because I made myself that promise, and I think somebody's looking out over me, and they took the pain away from me, and they say, okay, you better stick to your word. If you get lazy, we're going to hit you with some pain again. So I'm not going to get lazy, dude. Because I realized, and this sounds really, uh, I mean, <sighs> well, I'm going to shit on myself, so maybe it sounds, maybe it doesn't sound, I don't know. But I was never a great athlete growing up. I was never very good at school. I was never, uh, you know, very good with girls. I was never, there's a lot of things that I can openly admit that I was never very, really good at. But it is very rare when it comes to, uh, creative things and just like performance and, um, you know, just kind of that aspect of like things that people would call technically like talented people. It's very rare where I am not either the, or one of the most creative and talented people in the room. Okay. It's, it's just my, that's a thing. Like I said, I've never been a great athlete. I've never just been the most like successful with girls. I've never been the most successful with money. But as far as just being like a talented and creative person, it is very rare that I'm not that guy in the mix. But the thing about it is I am typically the laziest as well. Because I've only ever coasted on... Um, I remember like I, I, I rapped at my talent show in high school and it was a big joke and there was like, Oh, you should have won that. It's like, well, I was just doing, I, I'd never practiced or anything like that. And, uh, same thing. Like the first time I went and did stand up comedy, people were like, that was your first time doing comedy. Like, yeah. And I just kind of coasted off these natural abilities that I've had to speak and perform and create and write and, but I never worked at it. I never really tried at all. It's the same thing with this podcast. I would just, you know, like, ah, fuck it. Just wing it. Do it once a week. It'll be authentic. It'll be raw. But I never disciplined. I, I've never approached literally anything in my life with discipline ever, besides maybe working out when I was like uh, 25, 26, when uh, Mike's girlfriend, Brittany, broke up with me, which <laughs> full circle... This shirt, I was going through my closet. I was like, oh, I got to find a shirt. Brittany bought me this shirt back in fucking 2015 or something like that. I'm still rocking it. Um, yeah, dude, she was a real one. Uh, we talking about, oh, yeah. So I just never, you know, it's the same thing like any job I've ever had. I've just never, I've never tried at anything, dude. And it hurts to admit that. But I just always kind of got arrogant about, you ever see those shirts where it's like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? I think that's why I wasn't good at sports because I just didn't, uh, you know, because I was used to like, even, even as a kid, I mean, I wanted a guitar. I was like, oh, that looks fun. I picked up a guitar and I could just like magically play it. It was the weirdest thing ever, you know? So I've had these like 
natural gifts and creative fields. Like same thing with a drum set. My buddy Zach Hagen, he, he showed me how to play a drum beat one day and I just sat behind the drum set and I could start playing it. But if you sit down and try to show me how to change a carburetor or like something that has to be perfect, like I can't do perfect because it has to be done a certain way. If it's something creative, I'm great at it just naturally. But then even with being great at it naturally, you got to work at it because the best people and the people that uh, succeed at stuff, they have discipline about their, their, their talents. And I've never been disciplined about my talents. I always just thought that my talents would take me somewhere. And so far they haven't taken me where I want to go and the places I want to go. I realize I just got to be more, uh, disciplined. And I think that conversation that I had to have with myself while I'm laying there like paralyzed, uh, you know, I read this book, this Ryan holiday book called the obstacles of the way recently. And that's just kind of been my my mindset is that anything that's bad you use as a good and for that moment as painful as those like three weeks were, um, I think it was good because I had to sit there with my thoughts and really evaluate myself and how fucking lazy I am. So I'm going to try to go harder, dude. Um, it's weird because I grew up doing all these blue collar jobs, like having shovels in my hands and drilling holes and, you know, twisting wrenches and having to be at a factory at five in the morning and doing construction or working retail, like all, all these hard, I've done hard ass jobs, you know? And then, uh, when I hear like writers and people, you know, people now they're like, Oh, I'm working so hard. I'm working so hard. I want to hear these internet entrepreneurs talking about working hard. I'm like, dude, you're not doing shit. But then I really think about it. It's like, I'm, I'm accusing them of not doing shit just because I'm not doing shit in that realm because in my mind, I'm so conditioned that if I'm not breaking a sweat, I'm not working hard, but it does take discipline to sit down and create. Um, so I'm going to try to be better about that, dude, regardless of what's going on. That's why I don't give a fuck about politics anymore. And, and I hope it doesn't, I hope when Trump, I hope when things ramp up again, I hope people disassociate kind of from uh, the Trump drama fest because we really don't need people following it that closely, you know? Um, did you guys hear there was a clip? Uh, well, yeah, there was a clip going around about somebody asked Trump what his, he said his favorite book is the Bible, right? And I, I did a podcast episode, uh, uh, like, I don't know, probably like a year ago now at least, where... Um, I was talking to Emily about how there actually the clips on my Instagram, you can go watch the clip on my Instagram. I'll, uh, I'll repin it where I talk about, I don't think Trump is, is as conservative as he pretends to be because Trump is smart. When I look at Trump, I kind of, I know Trump is closer to me, like a moderate person than he is like a super ultra conservative. I mean, just look at the, and there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously. I mean, I agree with them, but I think he panders to the conservative base because he has to, because they're so vocal and so outspoken. And you know, it's easier to convert moderates than just to completely lose the whole party by pretending you're not this ultra conservative person, because that's what the GOP uh, historically has been. Right. But uh, I think Trump, you know, they asked him in this interview, let's see if I can find the audio. I wish I was better at, uh, I don't have the technical abilities to, let's see, Trump asked about Bible. They asked him what his favorite Bible verse is. He's like, oh, I love them all. I have a great relationship. Uh, <laughs> is it, oh, this is CNN clips. They're probably going to drag him. Uh, commercial. 
Wait, sorry. We'll get it. Maybe I'll actually edit this. I won't be a lazy fuck. And I'll edit this out. Even though that part was kind of funny. So here. Uh, I'm going to find it. I want to play you guys this clip. One second. This one little uh, Asian fat little dork that's always posting fight videos on Twitter posted it. Let's see if he'll pop up on my timeline. Trump asked fave Bible verse. Oh, here we go. Been talking about how it's your favorite book, and you said, I think last night in Iowa, some people are surprised that you say that. I'm wondering what one or two of your most favorite Bible uh, verses are. Well, I, I wouldn't want to get into it because to me that's very personal. You know, when I talk about the Bible, it's very personal, so I don't want to get into there's verses. No, I don't no want to get into. There's no, no verse I, that means I, a I lot just, to you that you think about or cite. The, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Even to cite a verse that no, you like. No, I don't want to do that. You're I mean, an Old Testament guy or a New Testament guy? Uh, probably equal. I think it's just an incredible, the whole. <laughs> I'm not trying to drag 45 because I fucks with 45. But you know damn well Trump's not sitting there reading the Bible every night, okay? Trump uses the Bible to hold on to the conservative base. I think the same way that Andrew Tate uses Islam to avoid any sort of legal repercussions with some of the things that he's done because those would fall under being legal under Sharia law. You know what I mean? Because religion's kind of this backdoor escape of uh, getting around things. And I know that's a hell of an accusation, but when I look at those guys, I see, um, you know, that's, that's what I would do. If I were Trump, I would pretend to be more conservative than I actually am. But that's why I will never garnish or seek power like that because I wouldn't want to have to deal with the charades that it would take to maintain it. And uh, Andrew Tate, he got himself in a lot of trouble and by... Because the Islamic world and the United States, it does, it'll never mesh, right? Like Islamic values don't go together with like European and Western, Western things. And there's good and bad on both sides, right? But as far as the way that he was treating women, it doesn't really vibe with the left in the United States, but it would fly in the Islamic world. So for him to come out and say, oh, I'm a Muslim, you can't do religious persecution in the West. So it'd be smart of him to do that. Uh, but anyways... What are we at time-wise? Wow, we're already at 19 minutes, dude. Look at that. Uh, I just want to say it's crazy to me that it's crazy how angry everybody is. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll post videos or I'll post something and then some random stranger will just come out of the blue and just say the meanest shit. And it makes me realize, like it doesn't bother me, but it just makes me realize what the climate is in the world and the country where we're so just at each other's throats at all times, especially guys. And it makes no sense for us guys because the world already hates us, right? The, the media demonizes us. Government wants to push us down because they know like military age males, if we all stuck together, they'd have a big fucking problem. Uh, it's like the, the world hates bros already. And so I don't think bros need to be so terrible to each other. Obviously we're going to be territorial, you know, kind of like feel dudes out. But I think in general, just like young straight men, no matter what creed we are, I think we just got to start being cooler to each other in general. Like I, I've, I've been trying to do it. I've just been trying to say hi to dudes. Like when I go to the gym and if a dude's walking out like this one, guy, I was like, what? you know, he's like, he was thrown back because I just went, Hey man, how you doing? And he's like, good. How you doing? I was like, good, man. Have a good one. And he was the same, but he kind of like after his initial good, he kind of like lightened up. You know what I mean? And I think, 
when's the last time that somebody probably asked this guy how he's doing? You know, nobody gives a fuck about us. And so uh, I think as dudes, we just need to be uh, cooler to each other, or at least try to be, you know? That's what I'm going to do. Um, somebody's going to comment on this, oh, you fucking pussy. Anyways, uh, you guys take care of yourselves, okay? Uh, please rate, please subscribe, please go pick up the book, please go do the blah, blah, blah. You know everything. All right, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. You guys have a great day.